Hello everyone and welcome to the Kernel of Truth podcast. I am your host Rupa Prabhu, Chief Linux Architect at Cumulus Networks. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the NVIDIA Mellanox Cumulus acquisition. Uh, we have with us today two guests, Partho Mishra, President and CPO at Cumulus Networks, and Amit Katz, VP of Ethernet Switch Business at Mellanox. I will let them introduce themselves. Uh, hey, Rupa, great to be here. Uh, I'm responsible for uh, the product development at uh, Cumulus. You know, we've been having a bunch of fun over the last couple of years. Uh, working closely with the Mellanox team, and I'm absolutely delighted at uh, the news of uh, our pending acquisition. Amit's been our partner in crime for many years. Uh, so again, you know, delighted to be here. Amit? Hi, everyone. My name is Amit Katz. I've been with uh, Mellanox now NVIDIA for the past 12 years, and I'm running the Ethernet switch business for the company. Great. So with these acquisitions, we all know NVIDIA wants to increase its footprint in the accelerated data center. NVIDIA is a leader in accelerated computing. Obviously, Mellanox and Cumulus have been in the disaggregated uh, networking space. So Amit, let's start with you adding some color to the acquisition. What are your thoughts about the acquisition? Yes. So, you know, we made a decision to go open with our Ethernet switches back in 2013. During that time, I heard about this guy called JR. He was talking about everything we believed in, and he was running this uh, stealth mode startup called Cumulus. It took us some time, and in 2016, we started shipping Spectrum switches with Cumulus Linux, and here we are today, fulfilling the dream of open networking at scale, being part of NVIDIA, and I'm so excited about it. Awesome. So I know uh, NVIDIA has primarily been in HPC, now big data and AI workloads. How much Ethernet do we see in these deployments and what do you see uh, for the Ethernet data center in this space? Yeah, so modern data centers are leveraging high performance technologies everywhere we go. A uh, few examples can be Spark over GPUs, NVMe over Fabric, our good old HPC, and definitely AI. And these workloads won't be optimized without the right network that we provide. There is a need for lower latency, high bandwidth, and great buffering, and this is exactly what we do. Cumulus over Spectrum delivers the promise. Uh, we actually deliver high performance without compromises in a very modern and easy to consume way. So with all this acquisition, there's always this question that comes up about open networking, right? NVIDIA and open networking. What's the, how, how will it look going forward? Partho, maybe this question goes to you. What happens to commitment to open networking uh, or the open networking strategy in this new world? Uh, Rupa, we are absolutely committed to continuing our open networking strategy. So let me kind of try to explain what, what open networking means to us. We have pioneered the idea of disaggregating hardware switching platforms. Disaggregating these platforms allows our customers choice, choice in terms of hardware platforms that they can use, choice in terms of software operating systems that they can run on those platforms, choice in terms of the type of applications uh, that they choose to run on these platforms. And there's no going back on that, not just for us, but for the entire industry. You know, we think that the old monolithic way of doing things is gone forever. So we are certainly very committed uh, going forward. We continue to support all of the platforms that we have in uh, our hardware compatibility list today. Uh, and I'm very confident that we'll continue to add additional hardware platforms going forward. 
so that our customers, our partners will continue to have choice, choice on hardware platforms. And of course, on the software side, there's choice already today. People can choose to buy from Mellanox, Sonic, Onyx, in the future, Dent. And with Cumulus Linux being added to that mix, there's now four choices. So yes, absolutely, we are both committed to the vision of open networking and continuing to give our customers choice. Yeah. To add to that, I know Mellanox and Cumulus both have been uh, part of OCP, the Linux kernel, and all the Linux uh, ecosystems, right? They're major contributors. So I'm assuming the commitment to all these communities will continue and there'll be no disruption to them. Yes, I believe so. You know, look, I mean, we pioneered only Rupa. You were one of the first uh, engineers at Cumulus and, you know, you've made seminal contributions that have gone into the Linux kernel. Uh, so we have this deep well of uh, knowledge and uh, influence. And the same is true on the Mellanox side. I mean, there's been kind of a massive amount of open source contribution from the Mellanox team. So I fully expect that will continue. Uh, Amit talked about, you know, kind of the influence that JR had. So I would say that just like we did with ONI or FRR, there's the possibility in the future, in the next two to three years, to do things which are as radical as formative in terms of the impact that they have on the community. And of course, you know, we're looking forward to additional partners uh, who are ready to work with us in those efforts. So another question that usually uh, keeps coming up. So open NOSs, right? We have multiple open NOSs today and the acquisition brings together a few of them. Uh, Mellanox already plays in Sonic. They have their own OS called Onyx. We have we come in with Cumulus Linux and uh, the Dent OS, both Mellanox and Cumulus have been part of, right? And Mellanox hardware runs all of them today. So Amit, maybe this question goes to you. How do you see these NOSs complement uh, or compete with each other in the data center? And what is the path going forward? Is this going to add to chaos or we'll see some proper meaningful integrations and so on? Yeah, that's a great question. Let's, you know, we talked about four options that we're offering today. So if you look at uh, each one of them, so Onyx is an amazing Ethernet storage fabric solution that is being leveraged by a lot of OEMs and storage vendors, and it works well for us, and it will keep working well for us. When it comes to cloud hosting, edge, telco, so many other things, uh, we do see a very strong desire for open networking. People are quite fed up with incumbents. We see the, them asking for something different. They want the freedom of choice that these hyperscale customers had achieved and developed for themselves. So what we view as something that is gonna be our leading uh, value proposition moving forward, we see a combination of Cumulus, Linux, and Sonic being offered together as a winning strategy for so many customers. And I wanna describe three ways that I've actually seen in the, in, in the last few months. And uh, let's talk about each and every one of them. So the first one are the Cumulus customers that are saying, listen, Cumulus is amazing, I love it, but what I really dream about is something which is free and open. And free and open is asking for Sonic. So some of our customers will view Sonic as their roadmap moving forward. At the same time, we have Sonic customers that understand that what they get with Sonic is good for some scenarios, some use cases, while for other use cases, they need something uh, like Humulus. So even if they go all in with Sonic, they really want a fallback. 
Now, the fallback cannot be going back to SNMP and spending tree and some legacy switches from the incumbents. What they want is a fallback that act and behave as Linux, something that is well aligned with modern networking, what they are trying to do with Sonic. And this is uh, where Cumulus comes into the picture. Another interesting concept is some people are saying, listen, I want to go Sonic when I can, but as much as I like Sonic at the spine layer where I run BGP and everything is that simple, on the top of REC, I need to do more things. And these things are not uh, available for me right now with Sonic. At some point, they may will be. But in order to, to maximize the way I want to build my network, what I want to do is I want to put Sonic at the spine tier and Cumulus as the top of REC, which is super capable and modern top of REC uh, that had proved itself uh, so many times. And this is the third scenario we're seeing. I think that this combination of Sonic and Cumulus will be a very strong value proposition moving forward, and we're going to make it such. That's that's really nice to know. Uh, we'll see all these NOSs, you know, play well in the data center. We will also possibly be able to integrate, you know, software integrations across these NOSs on many fronts. And uh, Partho, maybe you can add some lines to this. In what ways can you see us provide integration between these NOSs? Uh, Rupa, yes, absolutely. So, you know, maybe let me take that question more from a software architecture perspective. So if you think about the NOSes as being a layer of software that uh, controls the switching ASICs and the uh, the data path, uh, there's a bunch of functions in a control and management plane that sit on top of the NOS. And we believe that there's a common layer of software there that uh, can be used uh, across all the NOSes. So let me kind of you know explain how this might work, for example, with Cumulus Linux and Sonic uh, in the example that Amit was talking about. Sonic today uses FRR, and of course, you know, we developed FRR, and so naturally it works out of the box with Cumulus Linux. So from a routing protocol standpoint, you could run FRR on top of both network operating systems. In a similar way, uh, a lot of the work that's done in order to be able to deploy network switches in a completely automated way using Ansible scripts or Chef or Puppet or other frameworks like that, there's a lot of commonality there in terms of the underlying functions that are required in order to be able to bring up a switch for the first time, in order to be able to take a switch out of service, in order to be able to do firmware upgrades and so on. And we think that with the same layer of software, we can control both. Similarly, for a telemetry system uh, that provides visibility into what's happening on the network, it's possible to use a common layer of software. So net-net, if our customers have layers of software that they have already developed or they wish to use software that we can provide them, they can use any of this stuff with both Sonic and Cumulus Linux. We will build the necessary abstraction layers uh, in the form of uh, object models that allow the customers to be able to go back and forth between these network operating systems and the primary benefit then to the customer again is choice. You know, they can switch between these operating systems depending upon the place in the network. They can switch between them depending upon where they are in their development cycle. Um, so we are in the process of prototyping some of these ideas. You know, we expect to have some, uh, you know, exciting, cool technologies to showcase later in the year. Amit's been very helpful there in providing guidance on what he'd like to see. And, you know, we've been working together to, um, 
go demonstrate some of what's possible. Good to know. I think the next few years, yes, we'll see a lot of standardization across open networking and it'll be with choice, of course, for the customer. So that's great. The next question is, what happens to campus networks? So Cumulus has been a player in campus networking, uh, we all know. So what uh, will our commitment continue to continue? Or, you know, do you expect some changes there? And what about new platforms, campus platforms and so on? Yeah, Rupa, absolutely. Yeah, so the work continues unabated. We've had some pioneering customers who've uh, demonstrated that you can use all the innovations that have been developed for disaggregated networking in the data center and deploy it on campus with substantial benefits for them. And uh, they are excited. Uh, they continue to deploy more uh, of these products. And uh, therefore, you know, our commitment to these customers continues. We uh, are in the process of working through a bunch of new hardware platforms that we'll work on uh, over the course of the next year, uh, some of which are based on uh, spectrum devices uh, that, that are being designed and built as we speak. And um, you know, I want to emphasize here that the key idea is the following, right? The key idea here is that if you have a common network operating system that spans all the way from the data center to the edge to the campus, uh, there's enormous benefits there in terms of the ability to be able to deploy networks easily, to be able to manage networks with a reduced OPEX, uh, and there's substantial operating benefits. And we've seen that already, and therefore our goal, you know, we are missionaries here, our goal is to continue to evangelize that and, you know, bring that benefit to more customers. So... With the acquisition, obviously, we've seen Jensen talk about the data center as an accelerated unit, right? Computing unit, which makes so much sense with today's distributed applications and workloads. The architecture has changed, which makes the data center as one unit. And we all play in the data center at various levels in the networking software and, you know, compute and compute acceleration and so on. Obviously, the main thing is this acquisition, we think, will bring better end-to-end -end integrated systems for the accelerated data center with all the players coming uh, together. Maybe, Amit, uh, you have some ideas? Yeah, you know, I haven't been long with NVIDIA. I think it's been only a few weeks. Um, but in this short period, I was a little bit overwhelmed by the opportunities we have ahead of us. Uh, just to name a few, we're talking about very interesting telemetry that goes beyond the network using watch a step in or similar technologies uh, edge is very big for nvidia so edge for retail healthcare smart cities all of these uh, will need the right networking solutions ai can be improved in many different ways uh, storage connectivity for ai should be improved uh, the a100 that was just announced going with 200 gig NICs from Mellanox now are connected to 200 gig switches with Cumulus on top. This is amazing. And we're going to make AI not only invisible for everyone in terms of how you manage and how you operate it, but we're going to make it run faster than it runs today. So this is amazing. Uh, and we have so many opportunities now. Uh, with Cumulus, Linux, and NetQ, we have the means to deliver what we wanted to deliver and we can actually come up with a great integrated end-to-end -end solution. Um, you might not know, uh, but NVIDIA is a crazy software company. Like I always view them as a hardware company building DGX and these GeForce cards and 
this is an amazing software company. And in the few discussions that I had with them, I was amazed to see how much of a software company it is. And, you know, we had some discussions with the uh, Cumulus about some stuff that we're doing. And um, when you look at uh, these uh, software guys meeting another group of great software guys, very good things happen. Uh, in this discussion, I listen. I'm not a great software guy, but I can understand what they're talking about. And it's enough for me. And, you know, I, I listen and I just feel like a kid in a candy store and I just love candies. So I can't wait to see what these three companies will do together. I think we're going to change things forever in terms of how networking is helping accelerated data center uh, to run and operate. Definitely. Definitely lots of opportunities there and possibilities. So you, you did men bring up uh, telemetry for a, a brief moment there, and Cumulus and Mellanox have both had innovations in this space, uh, Mellanox with their hardware telemetry options and, you know, Cumulus uh, with software, uh, NetQ and observability tools and so on. So Partho, anything that you anticipate changes there or any possible integrations for NetQ? NetQ is a telemetry, Cumulus telemetry product. Yeah, Rupa, I think we'll double down on some of the ideas that we have. So just real quick, for those of you who are not familiar with NetQ, NetQ is a very modern telemetry system. It's based on the idea of switches streaming out uh, uh, real-time telemetry data. And when I say a switch, it's not just a switch. Anything that's a Linux endpoint can stream out data. We have a very modern software architecture to analyze that data in real time, to process massive amounts of data, analyze it in real time, and then kind of you know make sense of that data. Now, the real idea there is that if you can do all that stuff in real time, then it allows customers uh, to, in real time, you know, understand if something's going wrong with their network, uh, do troubleshooting, and so on and so forth. But the core of this is that it's essentially all centered around data analysis. So you need the data. And well, it turns out that you know our clever uh, partners at Mellanox have been working on a whole bunch of real-time telemetry. Uh, they came up with this catchy name called What Just Happened, the idea is that when there's some events that are happening in the network, for example, something as simple as a packet being dropped or some other event that's happening that's unusual, that's anomalous, it's automatically recorded. And then if you combine that data extraction with all of the data processing capabilities that we've built on top of it, you have a very powerful system. I feel that what we have today just represents kind of baby steps and going forward, especially if you think about the rich platforms that NVIDIA has built, the rich software stacks that NVIDIA has built around uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, there's a whole bunch of possibilities there in terms of doing things like anomaly detection, automated uh, recommendation engines, and so on, uh, that leverage what we've been able to do so far jointly with NetQ and the underlying uh, telemetry information provided by what just happened. So, yeah, that's that's a really great point. We will see a lot more integrations in this area, I think. And of course, I'm, I'm very curious about how this whole telemetry thing with even with hardware telemetry across, you know, SmartNix and Mellanox, what just happened on the switches and so on, how we will be able to uh, leverage that across, you know, other high performance workload situations or AI workloads. Amit, do you want to add a few words there? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, imagine a high performance workload like AI or Spark or these type of solutions leveraging data plane information as uh, Parto just mentioned right now. 
And we do it not only to troubleshoot and identify failures in seconds instead of hours or days, but actually to analyze the data in a way no one has done before. Think about doing real AI. You know, today AI is a big word. Everyone that is using Excel calls it AI. But think about enormous data, enormous amounts of data being streamed to some cloud and us being able to analyze it and to really understand what we're seeing there you know, the sky's the limit. We will be so smart about what network looks like. You know, even today, people talk about congestion and incast. It's so hard to really understand what's going on in the network. And there are so so few people that really understand what's happening in their data center with all the monitoring tools and the tons of money being invested in monitoring. At the end of the day, knowing exactly what's running on the wire is not that simple. So I will stop here as we want to have some surprises for later on. Uh, but telemetry is going to change dramatically and when beyond, beyond, way beyond what we're seeing today. You know, we're, we have been hearing about inbound telemetry and end-to-end -end latency, and this is all great, but I think that we will be able to do much more in the years to come. And, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, we just started and expect a lot of great things coming from us. And on that positive note, let's wrap it up here. We're all excited about the future. Thank you again, Partho and Amit. We'll be posting show notes on the Cumulus blog where you can find loads of educational material on Cumulus and the open networking industry as a whole. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you're notified when the next episode is posted or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you.